0: life is complicated there is the law and there is reality welcome to law and reality sponsored by thav gross now here's your host ken gross welcome to this segment
1: of law and reality today's topic is a little bit different we haven't talked about this in a long long time covenants not to compete they pop up in employment agreements they pop up in sale agreements I get We get a lot of questions on them, there's lots of lawsuits on them, so I thought we would talk about them. Super.
2: Brian Small, good morning. Pleasure to be here. It's an awfully fancy topic, Covenants Not to Compete. I just wanted to know, I picked this topic not as a way of
1: punishing you or having anything to do with you. I just thought I'd come up with a topic and
2: we would talk about it. You know, I I do know the area a little bit. Not as good as Jeff and you. Jeffrey Linden. Good morning, Ken. Snarky litigator, how are you? Snarky
3: litigator. What's nice is if we use covenant, then Brian gets to use his three-syllable words. What other one does he like? Utilize.
1: (laughs) And what would you prefer over utilize? Use. Use.
2: (laughs) Boring, 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 boring.
1: Uh, Do we have a one-syllable word for covenant?
3: Promise. That's two. Two. Commit. That's That's two. two. Jeffrey
1: (laughs) Kershner, our top-leading counter Yes. and disability expert. I am, and and because
2: I'm a disability expert, I will not compete with you, so I will not sign any agreements not to compete because you don't have to worry about me competing with you. I can't compete with you when it comes to competing.
1: Here's what I like most on the topic (laughs) of covenants not to compete. I always quote Jerry the
2: bartender. I love Jerry.
1: Jerry... (laughs) He pours a good drink. Pouring a good drink, and he's ta- I'm sitting there at the bar, minding my own business, listening to Jerry talk to a patron. Clearly, the, this is pre-COVID. And the customer is saying, this is actually fictional. I don't even know Jerry. Okay. There is no Jerry, but I'm sure Jerry, there is the a Jerry here. The and they're talking about covenants not to compete. And Jerry says, no, nah, you don't have to worry about a covenant not to compete. They're not enforceable against you. You can't stop someone from earning a living.
2: Oh, yes, you can. And (laughs) everybody
1: around the bar is all nodding in agreement. Another round. On Jerry. Never. But, because he's a bartender, you would never do that. But this is a common statement that I do hear frequently. People are of the belief that they can sign a covenant not to compete in an employment contract, and that doesn't bar them from violating it, when they leave their employment. Have you ever thought that?
2: What? That that, a, that, you that, th- that would be true? Oh, no, I, I know that a covenant not to compete is enforceable. Okay. Do you know anyone who thinks that? I know lots of people that think that. Do you know Jerry, the bartender? No, I don't. No, but
3: Paul at the bar is a friend mm-hmm. of mine. And do you know people that think that way? Like? He
2: gets me my drinks for free.
3: Exactly, do I Do you guys know Paul together? So does Billy Joel. <laughs> <sighs> song
2: (laughs) i was thinking more cliff clavin this is
1: why why dave our producer has named you snarky
2: Snarky. but i do know people that what about you that may or may not think that they're enforceable but they will say screw it what's the worst they're gonna do sue me go ahead and sue me
1: and that's That's exactly what they do yep see i run into it all the time and a person says to me is that they, they, they say that statement and they say, is that true? And I look at them and say, no, not true. Covenants not to compete are enforceable as long as they're reasonable in scope and what they're trying to protect. Yes, but who decides what's reasonable? The judge. But we have parameters that are pretty well accepted in the community in terms of, distance if it's a localized type of a job in a position then you're going to have a restriction that's going to be maybe ten miles twenty miles a county or two counties it's not going to be the entire state if it's a localized job that you're doing if you're doing something that's national in scope then the covenant can be broader how long is reasonable well clearly a year is always reasonable two is typically reasonable and then when you start getting out beyond three and, and and further then it becomes more of an evaluate, evaluated issue, right? But the notion that you can just walk out, quit your job, and violate the covenant not to compete, and not, and if you get sued, not be restrained from competing, is false. In Michigan, they are enforced, and judges, generally speaking, nine out of ten times, I would say, I don't see if you agree with me, will enforce the covenant.
3: That's yeah, what they're supposed to do. Most of the time. And they do this thing called blue pencil, whereas if the judge thinks that uh, that the, the covenant or the promise not to compete is a little overreaching, they're allowed to modify it down to what they think is reasonable. So the covenant doesn't go away. It just might shrink a little bit, but it'll still be enforced.
2: And on top of it, let's say you are found to be violating a covenant not to compete. I'm sure we're getting into this more in detail, but and a judge hits you with fines and, co- and, and, and costs for having them to bring the, the action against you. Well, the
1: judge isn't going to hit you with fines and costs, but if the covenant says that you're liable to pay the other side's attorney fees if you're determined to have violated it, right. then the contract's enforced against you and the attorney fee provision can be enforced. Which brings us to another interesting topic. Everyone always says, well, can I sue the person for breach of contract and recover... My attorney fees. Depend, answer? Depends. Or does it depend on?
3: What the contract says.
1: And if the contract
3: says what? The contract says that you could recover your attorney's fees if you're the prevailing party. You might be able to get reasonable attorney's fees. Okay. Dave, can we
1: rename him to forthright rather than snarky so that when I ask him a question, I can just get a quick answer rather than depends? That's kind of boring for TV, though. But okay. We want to stay snarky? Fine.
3: Stay snarky, young man. (laughs) Stay stay
1: snarky. All right, definition of covenant not to compete. So we have it. A non-compete or a covenant not to compete is a term in contract law where a person agrees not to enter into or start a similar profession or trade in competition with another party. It also applies when you're selling a business. You're selling a business and The buyer wants to make sure that the owner of the business that's being sold doesn't go out and start competing against him after he sells him his business. That's another one where those covenants are enforced. We'll take a break. We'll talk more about covenants not to compete. COVID-19 presents a fight for our personal and business financial survival. You have to make choices. Cash is critical. Do you tap your retirement home equity line, or run up the credit cards. You need the right plan to avoid being wiped out, and you need it now. You can't rely on the government or banks. Call us, we're the experts in financial crisis. We were here for you and your business in the Great Recession, and we're here for you now. We'll create a plan and get through this together. FavGross will solve
0: your problem. Is the debt piling up, struggling to get by? It's all about preserving future income. Bankruptcy is one option, when it's
1: right, It's the least costly, most effective way to save your home, eliminate a second
0: mortgage, and wipe out credit card debt. But you need to address the problem now. We help people with bankruptcy. Call the experts. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. Carrying too much debt? Resolve your debt. Call Thav Gross. You don't need to be broke, and you don't need to hit
1: rock bottom. If you have income and you're struggling with debt, dump it. Think about the next
0: 10 or 20 years. If you do what the banks tell you, you'll have nothing to retire with. There is a solution. Don't waste your future. Call Fav Gross. We're experts at eliminating credit card debt. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. Will I outlive my money? Medicaid is so confusing. A will or do I need a trust? What if mom needs to go in a nursing home? At Samasco Law, we have the answers to all of these questions. Our attorneys will eliminate the confusion and develop a plan that's right for you. We are dedicated to veterans' benefits, assisted living and nursing home care. Samasco Law can help prepare you for a long future. Call Samasco Law today. You can't work. You have to deal with pain and stress.
1: Okay, so I want to go through when these covenants come up, and come up. but we, we were talking at the break. Before the break, we, you were concerned about attorney fees and so forth. I know you found some way of bringing bankruptcy into this discussion. Of course,
2: because I have a, lo- a large number of people that have come to see me through the years that have been found to violate non-competes, and so here's what the, the, the ultimate is. You owe money for violating the non-compete because there's a liquidated damages clause in your non-compete. Yeah, or okay. you were damaged because you when, stole the business and I, you. And I sued you can discharge that obligation in bankruptcy. Good. But you cannot discharge your obligation to comply with the non-compete. So I can still get an injunction against you. Not only can you still get an injunction after you file the bankruptcy, if you violate it again, you're on the hook and you're not going to get out from under paying those damages. For the violation that occurred after the bankruptcy. Correct. So Here's how- a question.
3: The bankruptcy stay, does it stay the duration of the non-compete while you're in bankruptcy?
2: Not as far as I'm aware because it... Because
3: uh, you, you do a motion
1: to lift stay, then you go into circuit court to get the injunction to prohibit the competition.
2: Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't stop... The time period that this, as far as I'm aware, that the covenant is in effect because right. you're still working. Yeah. Let me interrupt. But it does eliminate the underlying. Hang debt. with me
1: and let me interrupt for a second because we have got <coughs> into a nuance there that I don't think the audience necessarily is going to be able to follow that well. Right. You have a covenant not to compete, you've been violating it. Your employer sues you, now has a judgment against you for $50,000 in damages. And the court has said you're restricted from competing for another two years under the covenant.
2: You now put that client in bankruptcy. So I eliminate the $50,000 responsibility. Now the question is, I'm the
1: employer. Can I go after your client to still can make sure that they can't violate the covenant? The answer is, first yes. of all, the, covenant's, the, re- the restraining order is still in place. Right. right. I can't go after your client in circuit court. To for contempt until I get the stay lifted. Correct. But then I now what a stay lifted is. Tell us what a stay is. So bank-
2: the the bankruptcy protection keeps a creditor from pursuing collection from you. This is it. Also stops a divorce action. It stops civil litigation if somebody's suing you for any sort of debt. It stops all sorts of actions against you to collect money. The there's an argument, of course, that the violating of a covenant could be construed as an attempt to collect a debt because you've created that obligation. So you would want to get permission from the bankruptcy court to go back into circuit court to enforce the injunction that you you, already have in place. You never
1: want to be on the side of violating the bankruptcy court stay because then you can be held in contempt by the bankruptcy judge. And the judge... Judges don't like that, so the, the safe way of doing it is always you go into court and you basically say, Judge, we'd like your permission to be excused from the stay so we can go sue the debtor in circuit court, and in that case the judge would typically grant that order.
2: Right. You know the old expression and sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission? In this case, you ask for permission first. Good analogy. All right. Now, non-solicitation
1: agreement, I a mean, different term that comes into play in, in, in business circles.
2: Definition. You know, you can get arrested for solicitation.
1: A (laughs) non-solicitation agreement is a contract in which an employee agrees not to solicit the company's clients or customer for his or her own benefit or a competitor for a duration of time. How is that any any different
2: than a non-compete?
1: The non-compete says, let's say I'm I'm an accountant and I say I won't practice accounting or I'm a doctor and I won't practice medicine in the counties of Oakland Macomb for five you know for 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 three years that takes me out of the whole area sure and non solicitation would be I just agree that I will not see any of the patients after I leave my employment for a period of two years but I can still work in Oakland County and in Macomb County
2: so as an attorney if we have that and we break up you can't poach my clients if we have that type of career. you can't go after the people that are that referring me business if we have that type of clause.
1: Correct. One of the interesting things in our profession though is our our rules of our profession prohibit non-competes right. for attorneys. That's not the case for doctors. I represent a number of doctors and that's always a real big hot potato negotiated item in an employment contract because the employ- if I'm representing the employer, we always want the covenant not to compete and we want it strong. But when I'm representing the doc against his practice and he's negotiating his job, we, don't we want, want a non-solicitation is what we say. We don't want the covenant not to right. compete.
3: Another area it's a that, negotiated item. Another area comes up a lot, and you and I have litigated this a lot too, is, um, is solicitation of employees. So like when an executive leaves... And they don't want to poach the employees or the high executive staff. That's a form of solicitation that's often prohibited. Very,
1: very common, very common provision. Often prohibited and always enforced. Right. Because in other words, a, you can leave, but you legitimate. can't take your
2: secretary. You can't, you can't take can't your staff. The,
1: you can't poach the employees. Right. The staff. You know, and, and, it, and it runs in at high level staff and also, you know. Lower-level staff, then it becomes sometimes sometimes an issue that you can persuade a judge. But realistically, you don't ever want to be on the defense side of that type of a lawsuit. No. If you're being sued for a violation of a covenant not to compete, you're not going to recover any money. You're only going to only only bad things can come, and you got to pay an attorney. The other problem that you have if you're an employee when you leave one job and you go to the next. Your new employer is going to ask you, are you bound by any restrictive covenants? Because the new employer doesn't want to get bought into a lawsuit. So so employers sometimes not tell the new employer because they want to get the job, and then they get sued, and then the former employer not only sues the employee, they go and they send a letter to the new employer saying, you're violating... My, our contract. You're interfering with the contractual relationship that we had with the former employee. You're conspiring with them. We're going to sue you, too. And then the new employer then goes and fires the new employee. And, you know, it's just a bad result for everybody. Exactly. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We'll do a case study.
0: If you're retired and in a financial crisis, there is a way out. It pains me when I see a retired couple exhaust their savings by paying credit card bills and for a home hopelessly underwater. Gross specializes in helping retired people in financial crisis. You just can't keep paying until you're broke. You need to address the problem now. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. We're Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. A lifetime of hard work. If you don't have the right plan in place, you can lose your home, your savings, and more. And you didn't come this far to lose everything. Samasco Law wants you to know that laws are changing. Today, the average cost of nursing home care is $85,000 a year. With proper planning, we can help protect your life savings and get you the Medicaid and nursing home benefits you deserve. How much can you afford to lose? Call Samasco Law today. Carrying too much debt? Resolve your debt. Call Thav Gross. You don't need to be broke and you don't
1: need to hit rock bottom. If you have income and you're struggling with debt, dump it. Think about the next 10 or 20 years. If you do what the banks tell you, you'll have nothing to retire
0: with. There is a solution. Don't waste your future. Call Fav Gross. We're experts at eliminating credit card debt. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP.
1: Time for announcements. I want to remind our listeners to watch us every Sunday, 1030 a.m. on TV20. Be sure and go to the website you can sign up for free newsletters and information just on the phone page pop in your name email address and we'll keep you posted on new events as they come up we have a webinar coming up on wednesday december 9th 6 30 to 8 o'clock p.m there's no better gift than being debt free we're going to go through all the methods that we use to eliminate debt solutions outside of bankruptcy using debt resolution on credit cards also using Chapter 7 and Chapter 13 bankruptcy. You need to remember your goal is to put yourself in a position where you're debt free, not paying interest so that your excess income starts going into bank, to the bank for savings rather than going to MasterCard and Visa. We'll have a special segment on small businesses facing debt. Jeff Linden will also talk about tax problems. Attendees get a free copy of my book, Dump Your Debt. Sign up at davgos.com or lawandreality.com. Also remember, you can always come in for a free consultation. We're doing them via teleconference, phone conference, or in office with proper social distancing. All you have to do is go to, go to our website, lawandreality.com, click on one of the topics that you want to consult, or you can always just call the office at 888-235-HELP and come in and we'll schedule you for an appointment debt issues tax issues estate planning issues business law issues elder law issues with pat samasco disability issues with jeff kirschner criminal issues with scott weinberg just sign up at lawandreality.com or call 888 235 HELP. also go on the website you get free reports brand new resolving tax problems the real solutions by myself and jeff linden how to save your home from foreclosure Business Information, Loans and Grants for Small Businesses in Michigan, and the Retiree's Guide to Social Security from Pat Samasco. I want to thank our sponsors, Thav Gross, Samasco Law, Kirsten Law. Now back to the show.
0: Tax problems are major problems. Don't let the IRS levy your wages and seize your assets. There is a solution. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. If you're behind on your taxes and owe money to the IRS, call Fav Gross. We've been solving tax
1: problems for 32 years. We stop wage levies, resolve unfiled returns, and
0: obtain the best possible settlements. Call Favgross today, 888-235-HELP. Is the debt piling up? Struggling to get by? It's all about preserving future income. Bankruptcy is one option.
1: When it's right, it's the least costly, most effective way to save your home, eliminate a second mortgage, and wipe out credit card debt but you need to address the problem now.
0: We help people with bankruptcy. Call the experts. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. COVID-19 presents a fight for our personal
1: and business financial survival. You have to make choices. Cash is critical. Do you tap your retirement, home equity line, or run up the credit cards? You need the right plan to avoid being wiped out, and you need it now. You can't rely on the government or banks. Call us, we're the experts in financial crisis. We were here for you and your business in the Great Recession, and we're here for you now. We'll create a plan and get through this together. Fabgross will solve your problem. All right, we're back. We're on Covenants Not to Compete. Let's do a case study. Sarah is our client. She works. She's an account executive for a pharmaceutical company. She has 20 years in the business. She caters on many doctors and hospital clients in the area. She's a pharmaceutical rep. XYZ offers her a job. The good, 120 dollars a year, company car, great benefits, territory, entire state of Michigan. The bad part, the contract says she can be terminated at any time at will. She can also quit at any time, but it's an at-will relationship, which is your normal employment relationship. But she's signing a covenant not to compete. She can't engage in the business of being a pharmaceutical rep for a period of three years in the states of Michigan, Ohio, and Illinois. She's also signing a non-solicitation that says she cannot solicit or accept or do any business with any existing client of the company for a term of three years question number one to the team this is the team what should share do at the negotiation stage Cheer it up
3: well negotiate <laughs> don't, yeah. don't think that you don't have the opportunity to do it that's a really big point most often people assume they're
1: given a contract the, here's the funniest thing the smaller the font the greater people assume it's a non-negotiable item, it's a form, I might as well I, there's no real point in reading it, I might as well just sign it. As the font gets bigger, for some reason people start thinking, well maybe this only pertains to me and I should get a lawyer to look at it. This is a syndrome for which we need a name for, because I'm just thinking of it as we're Having this discussion, the smaller the font, the greater the blank risk.
3: Fear. Fear. It's fear. It's not risk because it doesn't mean it's enforceable. It's the impression that you get from the smaller the. Or the
2: greater the assumption. Yeah. Well, here's a stupid question. Sarah's got. They're putting. They're putting this perfect person to ask that question. They're putting all this stuff in front of Sarah, right? Yes. And so. She's an at-will employee, but they want her to non-compete for three years? What, what, what if they what, fire her what, the what, what happens if they fire her? Yeah. Big problem. Huge problem. Happens all the time. What you should do in that case,
1: and that goes back to the negotiation, is one of the things that we negotiate in that case is we say, if we're going to be bound by the covenant, we're only bound if we quit or we're fired for cause. If you terminate us for an employee without cause, then she's not bound by the covenant. Well that's a negotiating position
2: that I always take if the employer insists on the covenant, but not every employer will agree. I guess it's kinda like when you're when coaches are negotiating their new contracts and they, the employer, the new employer is going to pay them a ton of dough and they have a guaranteed part of a clause, they get guaranteed fees, and they also have a buyout provision in case they decide to go jump to a different school. It depends how teams. badly
1: they want the coach, and right. it depends how badly they want Sarah. So if right. Sarah's if they really want Sarah, Sarah's in a position to say, "I'll give you a non-solicitation. I'm not going to give you a non-compete." Right. But uh, if they sit there saying, "Well, we've got 11 Sarahs lined up outside the door for the same job," then they'll say, "Sorry, Sarah, we'll take send right.
3: in Sarah number two. What's Sarah bringing to the table? Is she bringing just skill, or is she bringing a pool of potential clients that she's free to then benefit her new employer with? Or is she restricted there, too? And so she can't. So if she's bringing more value, she'll have more negotiating power. Could you even ask for a severance? If, if, if I'm not going to compete, then I
2: want to get paid my salary for six months or eight months. Or right. some... Here's the takeaway. Because
1: the employee is sometimes reluctant to negotiate. If you negotiate your position, and this is a highway. This is a... High, this is a you know, good paying job. It's a high level and it's an important position. If you negotiate your position to your employer, your employer will have greater respect for you even if they don't agree with giving you what you want. You shouldn't hesitate to at least negotiate. You have to do it in a appropriate way. You don't want to be obnoxious about it, but it makes sense to negotiate. The takeaway is if, first of all, read the the agreement if there's a covenant you want to negotiate. You should probably ask for an attorney's help as well, but that's another thing for you to decide. Have a great week. We'll be back
3: next week with Law & Reality.